Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research, conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 82 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. I'm super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a show about keeping marriage and family as central goals for young believers and prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions. And today I'm going to be reviewing Michael Todd and his top myths of dating. This is a video that I found on YouTube that I thought based on the title would be applicable to watch. I'd also seen a clip of this, I believe this interview on Instagram that I actually highly agreed with, which is really, if you know me, well at all, you probably realize that I don't agree with much dating advice I see online. I think a lot of it's absolute trash. But in this case, I think he's going to have some really good points on here, but I'm not sure because I've never actually seen the video. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Again, today I'm going to be reviewing Michael Todd's top myths of dating. So let's talk about some of the myths of dating. Yeah. The first myth is dating is biblical. Yeah. So mm. that word, that like True dating, or false. Yeah, <laughs> dating, the word is not in the Bible. Yeah. Like that, that word is not in the Bible. But the concept of what we call dating um, is honestly uh, practicing divorce. It's like getting with people to then figure out if you kind of want to be with them and then you get out of it. And then we're taught like as young people, like try it as many times as you want to until you find the one. But what you've done is you've formed unknowingly Mm. a habit of getting into things and getting out of them. Oh, wow. I've never heard anyone say that. So what ends up happening is when you get into a marriage and you're like, they're better than everybody else. And oh my God, I love them. And they bought me the right (laughs) ring. And you go all that other stuff. When it gets tough, you're like the first reflex I know to do is get out of it. Yeah. That's very true. And um, I would like to just expound on that a little bit more. That's something that I, I'm with the woman in the video. I'd never heard very many people say that advice. I really do think that uh, honestly, we are way too casual about our dating relationships today. And what happens is <laughs> that's what heartbreak comes from because a lot of the times, guys, it's a myth to say that most breakups are mutual. That is not true. Most breakups are very messy and sad situations because you have one person who was ready to commit, uh, ready to invest everything, ready to tie the knot and was simply just all in 
And the other person was, you know, one foot in, one foot out, kind of splashing around in the kitty end of the pool um, and not really taking the relationship seriously and really didn't even know what they wanted, evidently, because here they are exiting the relationship uh, that was intended to be something that lasted, that was something to be, that was intended to be something long term, uh, something working towards the goal of marriage, right? Um, so he's really got a great point here. If you are not, if you, I've said this before and I'll say it again, I'm totally with him in that if you are not able to say with, without reservation or uncertainty in your mind that I would love to spend the rest of my life with this person, do not enter a relationship with them, right? People think that dating is a trial and error where you discover or uh, test out if someone is somebody that you would like to spend the rest of your life with. And that's simply a terrible idea. That's a, that's a road for dating that leads to heartbreak so many times for people. So many times. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. What's best to do is get to know people outside of dating with the, in the back of your head having the goal of I'm looking for a spouse right now but getting to know people outside of dating once you know that you would love to spend the rest of your life with them that's when you enter a committed relationship that's when you enter a long-term relationship and you work towards the goal of marriage right uh, really my view of dating is a lot more like dating as engagement rather than uh, dating as trying to find out if somebody is compatible okay I really believe dating should be more like engagement and less like a trial run, less like a litmus test of whether or not somebody will work out. You know, the, the whole work out thing is really not something I get behind. You you have the power to make choices uh, in your life. It There is not some, it, a lot of people blame God. They like, God, well, this just wasn't the one God had for me. It's like, well, then you should have asked him that up front and not gotten into the relationship to begin with. You know? Don't blame God for a failed dating relationship by saying this just wasn't the one. You got into a relationship that you could not see through to the end, the end being marriage. And so you're dealing with the consequences of that, right? Do not say that it was that God just stepped into your dream one night and revealed to you that that wasn't the one. You made the choice to enter that relationship and you made the choice to leave it. Um, you know, that, so that's kind of my opinion on that. He's on point here. And that's why divorce is higher right now than it's ever it's been. True. And the yeah. saddest part is it's almost the same in the church. It's, so it's, it's the divorce. It it's because we've we've used this tool um, to, to, to practice um, getting out of situations. And so we, uh, me and my wife, um, we really didn't know what we were doing, but we were led by the Holy Spirit and we were youth, leading a young adult and youth ministry. And so we started this thing called intentional dating okay, like, and yeah. not not taking away because it's a cultural term. So dating is not wrong. There's just a right way to do it. There's a right way to do it because we live in this time. The thing I love about Jesus is that he always referenced the time he lived in. Mm -hmm. He never, he was using analogies about fishers and farmers Uh because that was the currency of the day. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I see believers like that's not biblical. So we're not saying that, but everybody doesn't know what you're talking about. We know that word. So what we we decided to do is code. Let's take the word dating and what you think that concept is. But let's put the word intentional in front of it. Mm -hmm. And what we want to do is make a process where it's not 
commitment yet, but you have a season of getting to know each other where there's on-ramps and off-ramps. Because the problem is, once you go Facebook official, it's over. Uh We might as well be married. (laughs) That's true. And and so that's where the generation gets so messed up is they don't have a time, a period, where they can figure each other out. Well, I would say we do have a time and a period where you can figure each other out, and that is friendship. (laughs) <laughs> so really friendship is what he I think guys what really what he's talking about here the period of on and off ramps that should be just getting to know each other in a friendship and not entering a relationship right boys and girls can hang out one on one they can go on quote unquote dates they can go on outings they can uh, even hang out in groups and they can hang out in places all the time together that's why I'm such a huge massive proponent of mixed groups So I want boys and girls in groups that have the opportunity to get to know each other, to spend time together. And even beyond that, I would love for them to go out and do things together um, in, you know, double dates or one-on-one. But that is not dating. When I say dating, that's not what I'm talking about. I guess technically that is the definition of dating. What I'm talking about when I say dating is committed relationships. You should not enter committed relationships defined long-term relationships working towards the goal of marriage unless you are able to back that up and unless you know that the person you're with is somebody that you want to marry, right? I mean, that's 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 something you've got to have down before you even cross the line. So I think friendship and go and um going out with boys and girls should be the approach, right? Those that's the on and off ramps he's talking about. If I if I go out with a girl, let's say I ask a girl out and she says, "Yes, so we go out and we do something." That is an opportunity for us to get to know one another. We're not dating. We're not in a committed relationship. If we do that many, many times, if we start going on dates a lot, let's say a period of, you know, three or four months or even less than that, and we it's kind of, I'm not even going to put a time on it, but then we decide, oh, I really like you. I like where you're going. You are a believer. I'm attracted to you. You're, you're looking to um, build a healthy family in the future. The big check boxes, once you've discovered those, once you uh, really just fall in love with the person, once you really like them, that's where the next step is going to be in entering a committed relationship. And once you've done that, that's where I would say you really don't need to be backing out. There don't, that, there doesn't need to be like some doubt in your mind. There doesn't need to be, um, well, we'll see if it works out, you know, maybe, maybe not that it, don't step over the line of commit relationships there. It's really common sense. So we encourage people, hey, let's read a book together in this time because a lot of people go to sex in the intentional dating period is yeah. because they feel, they stop running out of things to talk about. Yeah. Like we've watched every movie, we're sitting here, and it's like, oh, but you look nice and you smell nice. And so we got to give them a center point that'll help them focus on God, focus on each other. And get to and a, what kind of person should they be dating? Is that an important part of intentional dating? Because oh, I mean, like you said, yeah. they're like, "Well, I got the missionary spirit. I'm going to lead this young man <laughs> yeah. to Jesus." No, well, yeah, yeah. So, so a project is a project. <laughs> yes. And I believe that you can see potential in somebody, yeah. and you can encourage them to right. get in an area that they can grow. You can but take you, them to church, but you can't grow them. That's right. And and that's the same thing with a a seed. Like you can put a seed in the ground and you can yell at it every day, (laughs) but it's not going to grow any faster until it lets the nutrients and the things that are around go in. And what I would say to that is just the whole missionary dating philosophy to me is just, it just screams of uh, a healthy worldview because there are a lot of, there are a lot of guys out there that don't need to be missionaried to Christ, you know? Girls, there are a lot of good guys out there who already have done the work. 
they've developed themselves as a, themselves as a healthy husband, as a healthy father. They've been following Jesus since they were three years old, you know, maybe not three, maybe like seven. They've been following Jesus since they were seven years old. They're not a baby Christian anymore. They're a mature believer, right? They have opinions. They have arguments. They have thoughts. They've thought about their faith for years. So, I mean, find one of those that you want to go out with, you know, (laughs) find somebody who's done that, that you want to go out with. And then you don't have to be, you know, make a missionary project of them. And you say, well, I just can't find anybody that's like that. Well, maybe that's when you need to start expanding your circles and looking for more people. That's what I would say. Don't just make a missionary dating project just because you're physically attracted to somebody, um, you know, because there are people that you could be physically attracted to who have done the work. Find somebody that you're on fire about in every aspect of life, including how they look and what the work that they've done on the relationship with Jesus. So I do think the the right person is is this myth that we have, like there's this one right person. Mm-hmm. I think it's the people who work on it. I honestly think that if two people who are going after God get in the right place in the right environment mm-hmm. and decide to be committed and work on something and have yeah. godly accountability and allow people to be real with them, mm-hmm. I believe that that these type of people can make it work. But so many times, like you said, Joni, mm-hmm. people are trying to find, they see the outward, the exterior, like, oh my God, he's so fine. <laughs> and then and then he's like, oh my God, she's fit in all the right places. Yeah. But then God looks at the heart. Right. Yeah. And so we don't really look at what's on the inside and gravity has defeated everybody. So what you love right now mm-hmm. is gonna start to fade and fall, but what they, who they yeah. really are is yeah. gonna be that person you're in relationship with. So we try to so steer people towards that. Something I would say there, though, I mean, that's another that that's the one part I'd probably disagree with him most on this video. The idea that you lose attraction for the person you married, the idea that um, p- your spouse will become less hot, quote unquote, less attractive, um, that their body will somehow become less attractive to you is totally false. Um, that is not true. It is a biological reality that the human body changes as we age and we get older, but that's not something that you will find unattractive. Um, you know, the healthiest relationships that I've ever seen in my life, the healthiest marriages, the healthiest uh, bonds between a husband and a wife um, are houses for a, an attraction that does not depart. It doesn't go in and out. It doesn't fluctuate based on age and wrinkles and, um, you know, saggy body parts. <laughs> that just has nothing to do with it. Right. I mean, that is a change that biologically occurs. Yes. Um, you can still stay healthy. You can still stay um, in shape. But in the end. Um, you're changing, your body changing, getting wrinkles on your face is not going to make you less attractive to your spouse at all, at all. That is a total lie. I don't know how that began circulating in Christianity, but that don't even consider that what he just said there about the gravity defeating everybody. Don't, that doesn't even make a difference. Gravity has defeated nobody in a healthy relationship, right? In a healthy marriage, gravity plays no factor. <laughs> it doesn't matter uh, how uh, what you think your body looks like. Your spouse is going to find you super attractive, right? In a healthy marriage. So that's what I would say there. And that's where he ends the video. So uh, really, really good video overall. I would say I, his first point was definitely the biggest point that I would like you guys to take away from this video. And that is people treat modern day dating like it's divorce practice. That's really what we're doing when we enter these committed long-term relationships with no ability or even goal of going to marriage with it. So I would say the period of that he talked about of the on and off ramps, figuring out if somebody is somebody that you want to spend time with, that should be friendship. That should be uh, going on dates with people, right? 
once you move into the actual defined, DTR'd, committed relationship, you should already be working towards the goal of marriage. The, the traction element should already be there permanently. You should know every serious factor about them, their faith. You should know if they, if there are any doctrinal issues that are going to get in the way. You should know, um, whether or not your attraction is there for them permanently. You should know what their opinions are on family, how they want to run their family and their, their if they want to have children. The big issues should already be, you should already know all of those. And once you enter the committed relationship, you're basically, uh, spending time with each other, working towards the goal of marriage. So, uh, sharp, fig- figuring out what annoys you about the other person, figure, figuring out what, um, you annoy them through and fixing those issues, you know, um, learning how to work through problems together. So at this time, I would suggest like, uh, volunteering or finding an aspect to serve together, work together in some aspect, be it on a project or a volunteering opportunity or at your local church or just find an opportunity to actually get your hands in the dirt with somebody. And from there, um, that, that stage in the committed relationship is going to be where you are kind of working towards the goal of marriage, learning how to work together on things. Cause a, mar- a healthy marriage is like a team, right? So once you've passed the kind of seeing if it works out phase and you've actually defined it and you say, now we're in a relationship, I'm your boyfriend, you're my girlfriend, we're moving towards the goal of marriage. That's when you should be doing more serious things. Like I just described, right? Like, uh, serving together, working together, uh, spending time with the families, going on perhaps longer trips, like maybe going uh, to a lodge somewhere or just spending time and seeing how people live, spending as much time as possible in their homes, maybe seeing how they do their day-to-day lives um, and kind of working through the problems that will indefinitely arise there. Because I mean, when you're, when you're blending two lives together like that, people, how people live, everybody knows that, you know, family of origin and all that, you come from different families of origin. And when you put these two lives together, there's going to be conflicts. There's going to be friction points, places where there's rubbing, you know? So working through those together before marriage is a great idea, I would say. But at that point, once you've entered the committed relationship, it should be a sealed deal. That should be a done deal, right? You're basically engaged, if you ask me. So again, the, the main thing I want you to take away from this video is uh, really dating should be in the concept of committed relationships should be really more like engagement and finding out if somebody is uh, somebody you'd like to, you know, enter a relationship with that should just be friendship. And that should just be, um, you know, going out with people, not entering a relationship. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. I really did. I like a lot of the stuff that Michael Todd says. I've heard some videos that he's done in the past. Um, he's really popular in the relational realm. He's done a lot of work with uh, people, I think, in urban areas. I think he's an urban um, pastor, which I think definitely affects his uh, dating advice in a lot of ways and what he says from the pulpit in a lot of ways. But as far as uh, some of the dating advice he's had, obviously today he had a lot of good stuff. Really one one good thing that I, I think is really good dating advice, and that was the beginning when he said that modern uh, dating is really just divorce practice. I think that's something we really need to keep in mind and intentionally fight against. When we enter a relationship, we stick to it, right? We don't break hearts. We don't enter wishy-washy, fickle, one in, one foot in, one foot out. That's not how we do relationship. We enter with a vision, with a purpose, moving toward the vision, right? So hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed it and you if you if it nurtured your spirit, if you got something out of it, reach out and let me know through the link in the show notes. You can send me a voice message with your own voice telling me what you think of the show, uh, thanking me for what I do. I love to hear those because it makes me feel super connected to you. As my audience, you can also follow the Restoring Rapport podcast on Facebook and Instagram if you're interested in our posts there as well. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.